Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of Shaky's Cricketing and Sports Journeys. Um, real special guest today. Joined all the way from, normally I would say, sunny Barbados, but we had a chat <laughs> before we came on the recording. And it's wet in Barbados today and the sun is shining in Glasgow, Scotland. I welcome to the show, Tino Best. How you doing, mate? Man, it's an absolute pleasure to be here with you, my brother. Um, absolute pleasure. Lovely to have you. You know, you've been really... Um, I was introduced to you by a mutual friend, played for Scotland, I played for Scotland with Majid Hack. Um, he pinged you a message, you were very kind to, to give me your time, um, and it's been so easy to book this in with you, so I really, I really appreciate that. I just want to give the, the viewers a quick introduction into a little bit, I mean, most will know you, but I'll just, for the viewers that maybe perhaps don't, um, Tino Best, played cricket for Barbados, Hampshire in England, Yorkshire in England, Mumbai champs in India, um, played for St. Lucia, Zooks, um, St. Kitts, and obviously famous for playing cricket um, for the famous West Indies. What he's known for is being uh, exciting, some would say crazy at times, rapid, <laughs> aggressive, fast bowler. Um, and what I want to do is take you back. You were, you were born and bred 26th of August 1981 in, in lovely Barbados. Um, tell me about your childhood, your family background, what it was like growing up in Barbados, bro. Yeah, I mean, growing up in Barbados was absolutely amazing. Um, I was raised by six women, uh, my grandmother and her five daughters, including my mom. Um, my father, on the other hand, he was addicted to, to, to crack cocaine, substance abuse. And I mean, I love my dad. I, I love my dad. It's just life and, and, and choices, you know, life becomes yeah. lots of choices. So yeah. um, my, mom, my mom protected me from that, that life and that lifestyle. And I had the male figure in my life as a, as a young kid was my uncle, Carly Best. So it was kind of, yeah, it was, it was really cool to have somebody so famous. I remember yeah. as a boy, my line, when I, when I meet people, when I was like seven, eight, nine years old, I would ask people, do you know who Carly Best is? And they would be like, yeah. I was like, that's my uncle. And that oh, was yeah. my introduction, yes. So yeah. as, a, as, a, as, a, as a young boy growing up, I was always very pro. Um, just growing up in Barbados, it was, it was awesome. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, it, was never, um, it was never stressful. Um, it, it was just great. I mean, you could go to the beach. Um, you could play cricket to the sun, from the sunrise yeah. to the sun go down. Yeah. Um, it was just an amazing life. I just had an awesome childhood. Um, you know, just living in the islands of the Caribbean, it, it was it was phenomenal. Um, and I just had a real good childhood. Grew up watching West Indies, seeing my uncle on TV, and just wanting to, to, to get to that level, wanting to be famous like my uncle. So my childhood for me was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And obviously, you, are, you, you mentioned that, you know, raised by six women. Um, they must have kept you in line uh, while you were growing up as a kid. You must have had, you know, some strong women behind you keeping you straight and narrow, which would probably help because, you know, you can, you can, sometimes as a young boy, you can easily get led astray and, you know, go down different paths. I'm sure they were there to always get, it's good to hear that they had a really good influence on you. Yeah, I mean, you know, most of the times people got this, this, this thing that, this narrative that if you're raised by women, you're soft. Yeah. I was as tough as they come. Um, I remember my mom, my mom was more like my father in the family. She yeah. was more like the tough cookie. So, um, if me and the guys out on the, on the cricket field or the football field or we at the beach and, and I got in a, a fight yeah. um, and, and someone told her, she would always ask me, did you win? <laughs> <laughs> so so that's, what like, dad, that's what a dad would normally do. 
do. Yeah, you know, yeah. Mum, you know, mum, so, mum's, mum's traditionally would say, how dare you be in a fight? What's going on there? But that she realised that, that, that she had yeah. to toughen you up. Yeah, that was actually my grandmother. She used to be like the one worrying about me getting into fights. I mean, mum was, so ever come home and probably my, my eye here is bleeding or I have a little a little lump on my head. I was like, yeah, I got in the scaffold. Um, she would ask, you know, what happened? I said, he started to, okay, good. Um, did you, and she would always end it like, are you guys friends now? She's like, I said, yeah, we got it. We got that out of our system. And we yeah. were best of friends. So so growing up as a, as a, as a young boy in the, in the community that I, I was in as well, it was a very um, loving community. If mm-hmm. the guys see the guys um, getting into a fight, you couldn't go for a rock. You couldn't get a stick. You had to fight like hand yeah. to hand. And yeah. what it did was help you build a character as well. So you mm-hmm. had an identity, you know, like mm-hmm. you felt strong. You felt like a boy. You, you, those are the things you, I, I, I remember um, growing up as well. I, I broke my heart like four times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just running around, climbing trees yeah, uh, yeah. and stuff. So I, I, I was a real boy growing up. Yeah. So being raised by, by six women was the most phenomenal thing for me as well. Um, I learned my game from a woman. I learned how to, to work hard because of a woman. I learned how to save my money as a woman. I learned how to, to be a father from a woman. So um, I, I just have a lot of respect and a lot of love for those six women. And, and, and holistically, I have a lot of love and respect for women who always guiding their children in, in, in the right way and right on, on the right path as well. No, that's, 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 that's amazing to hear. You've got, you've got quite a childhood then. You know, you were a typical boy <laughs> out there causing trouble, running around, getting up to no good. But, you know, that's what it's all about. Too many kids these days sitting in front of game consoles, you know, not experiencing the great outdoors. I mean, my, I was very much like you. I just wanted to be outside, always trying to play sports, getting in the odd scuffle here and there. But, you know, the new yeah. generation, the new generation needs to be encouraged to, because they're, let's, you know, let's not, I won't, I won't do the whole in my time, but the kids seem to be getting just a little bit softer as the years are going on because they spend way too much time being molly coddled in the house you know you need to get out there and experience the, the great outdoors um so i want to move on you know when did cricket when did the the love for cricket obviously your uncle so you were born with it but when did you start kind of what was your first experience of playing cricket was it just street cricket beach cricket when did you start get what was the kind of route into cricket for you uh, for me for me it was been about seven or eight years old um we, we used to play something called tape ball cricket. Yeah, um, like in Pakistan, famous Pakistan. Yeah, yeah. We, we, grew, up, we grew up on that, uh, playing in the middle of the road, uh, playing on the, on, the, on the hard courts. Um, yeah. It was, it was awesome. Um, and I remember as a, as, as a boy, you had to bowl to get a batting. So that's why I got to be a bowler. Like, yeah. a lot of guys, when I go back to my neighborhood back where my grandparents are, they will always say, you know, like, you were a better batsman than you were a bowler. You were, well, we'll, get on, we'll get on to talk about some of your batting performance. Yeah, it's yeah. Good, so, it's amazing. So, you, so, you clearly could bat. Yeah, so one of the first, one of the first um, experiences, I was about eight years old. And it was, I, we used to play against the older guys, like the yeah. big men. We used to play cricket against big men. Yeah. And all my mom used to say to me was, make sure you wear your box. That's all you could have worn. Protect your 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 possessions. Your crown jewels. Your crown jewels. <laughs> yeah. So um, I remember one evening. Um, this is when I think I, I was very determined and I was never afraid of of being smacked around um, the park. Um, most of the times when when you're growing up and you're playing against the bigger boys and one of the bigger boys are like 
hitting you for four, smacking you around. If you give up, the older guys will pull you up and say, you need to be more determined. So I remember one evening, I got this guy out and I felt so good. Mm -hmm. And the next evening, this guy hit me for the biggest six I have ever been hit for in my life. I was about to hit <laughs> Up to this day, I still remember. The man lost the ball off of me. Yeah. And I, I started to cry because yep. that's how far the ball went. Yep. But I didn't give up. I just keep coming. I just keep running at him. So I'm eight or nine years old, and I'm trying my hardest to try to get him out. I didn't care if yep. he hit me for another six. Yep. And I remember at the end of the evening, because we start playing about 3.30 in the evening, right after school, till about yep. 6 in the, in, the, in the same evening. And the guys, the guys, after the guys having a drink or some water after, and the guys looked at me and said, you are your mother's child. I was like, what do you mean? He said, you are so determined. Yep. Like, you, you don't care if you were being smacked about. You was just keep coming. And mm -hmm. I, think from, I think from a young age, I was never wanting to give up. I, I, I don't care what people say, like, you know, you're no good. You're too short to bowl fast. Uh, you would never get to be. And, and people used to throw this at me a lot. I can you imagine. As as I can imagine. You would never be as good as your uncle. You would never play for West Indies like your uncle. And so forth and so forth. That even gave me more impetus to work harder and be more determined. So um, th that was like, that was like, as a kid, that was like the first time that I, I knew that I wanted to be like a real cricketer, like, I wanted to be like my uncle. So I think that would be the first time that I really knew what I wanted to be when I was like eight or nine years old. Yeah. Do you think um, that story you tell about the bigger lad that hit you for the big six, I can imagine knowing what I know of you now, watching you as a cricketer, um, you must have kept running in as fast as possible. Do you think that that's where it started, starting from the I want to bowl fast because I need, to, I need to beat him by pace? Yeah, for sure. And, um, and I remember like, I would ask the older guys, like, how oh, you bowl fast? And they would obviously, like, do more push-ups, do enough pull-ups. So that's why it comes right back to what I am into now. So from, from a young age, 9, 10, I always loved push-ups. I always loved pull-ups. I always loved to train. So it, 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 from there, that determination and that willpower, that mind power was always there because you don't want people to criticize you for the rest of your life and call you, like, oh, you try to be like your uncle, but you fail. You know, yeah. I, I want to be more famous than my uncle. And, I, and, I, and I, that's something I put in my kids. My kids. I mm -hmm. said, you don't have to be a cricketer. I just want you to be an awesome human being. Like, strive to be better. Yeah. And I yeah. think that is something my mom always instilled in me. And that's where um, I think determination. I think that's where that, was, that, was, that started for me. That determination from my community. Like, all that support from my community. Playing cricket every evening. Trying mm -hmm. to be the best person, best cricketer that I could have been. Um, mm -hmm. I think that was when it, when, it, when it really started for me. So when did you break into like a re what was the kind of first regional kind of things, regional teams that you got into junior cricket, representative? Yeah, <laughs> man, my my story, bro. My story is a crazy one, bro. Um, I, in terms of breaking into cricket, I'll I'll tell you back to 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 when I when I first really started. So. When I when I was playing when I was playing as as a young man, so I'm I'm at school now, so I'm like 13, 14. Yeah. Um, I got I got invited to the under 15 trials. Um, mm -hmm. got cut in the first after the first trial game. Mm -hmm. Um, because we have trial games before we can pick the Barbados under 15. Okay. I was good enough to go trials, but I could have made the team. I got cut after the first game. 
Okay. I was I was cut. And I remember my, one of my very good friends, Ryan Paul, he made the team. I was so happy for him. Mm-hmm. And he, 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 he they, it was called, the, the, I think that would have been the Carib Cement on the mm-hmm. 15th tournament in 1995. Okay. And yes, I, was, I mean, I was disappointed, but I wasn't discouraged. And I just, I just tell Ryan all the best. I, I make sure I watch the news to see the scores. And you know, when he came back, I was super excited to hear how he talked about the other guys in the Caribbean because remember our original cricket players like from on the 15 level to on the 19 level to the first class level. So the same, the same six teams, the big four, mm-hmm. Barbados, Jamaica, Trinidad, Guyana, Leeward mm-hmm. Islands, and Weymouth Islands. And anything that had something like the, uh, the development team, which would have been like the USA development team or uh, just a 11 develop, a, a West Indies board 11. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, I couldn't make the Barbados team. And I, I, I wasn't disappointed or discouraged. I just knew I had to work harder. Mm-hmm. So, so, so speeding forward uh, about another two years, I joined the BDF sports program. Um, what, this, what this organization is, is basically a military program which um, has five disciplines. Um, boxing, yep. football, cricket, table tennis, and athletics. Okay. So the guys that make the that the guys that when you join, um, they go back to the communities and try to pick guys from each community that kind of like on the border that good enough to be in the program, but not that good. But they can, mm-hmm. they're gonna pull you into to, to what they want you to be. Mm-hmm. So I joined. I joined. So I joined at sixteen. So I was in the BDS sports program, working my butt off, bring water. I wasn't. I wasn't again a regular player. But I was working hard. I was working my butt off. Um, fast forward three years later, I get the opportunity to go to the under-19 trials now. Like, yes. Yeah. So before I could even play a trial game, I got cut. Tur- tur- turned up at turned up at um at the at the at the at the the, the, the practice facility and yep. got there late. Not because of of, of me, but because yep. of of you can't really leave the army program as you would like. So when mm-hmm. I when I got there, I got disappointed. Um, the coach said they don't like tardiness. Um, they're not going to encourage anybody coming late. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a part. I like whatever, cool. I got on my bicycle, um, about to leave the um, the cricket the cricket center. Saw a couple of guys coming, and I was like, I thought they say that they don't like they don't like people coming late. Yeah, yeah. Um, Realized that those are the two guys who opened the batting, so they could have done anything they wanted. Ah, okay. Politics, so, yeah. Man. Early, early politics in life. Right. So, um, so I'm about 19 years old now. I'm contemplating to join the army full time. So I'm thinking to join the the British army to go over to the British army full time, join mm-hmm. the the um the Royal Marines or something. Just I just want to go to Barbados, um, but I'm contemplating. That's at the back of my mind. I still want to play cricket for Barbados. Still want to play for West Indies. Still mm-hmm. want to be great and famous like my uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, two years later, um, so that happened when I was about 18. So mm-hmm. two years later, I'm still in the Army program. So this is like 2001 now. Yeah. No one knows who I am. Um, I, I still work in my butt off, um, bringing the water for, 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 for being the 12th man in the BDF Army. We got the opportunity to practice with the South Africa team, right? Okay, international team, yeah. Like Arnold Donald, Makaya, Intini, Daryl oh, Kelly, right. all the superstars. I seen a picture, I seen a picture actually the other day. Oh, was that where you met Makaya Intini? Because you look like a baby in that picture, absolutely correct, brother. 
Absolutely correct. So uh, I go and practice with these guys, um, the Army guys, because we are fitter than everyone else in Barbados. Like, we are the fittest, fittest guys. Yeah. And I went and bowled at the South Africans, and they absolutely freaked out. They were like, wow. Wow. This guy's like, got this guy's got, Yeah, this yeah, guy's yeah. Got like, um, Graham Ford, um, Corey Van Zal, who was the bowling coach, they were like, do you play first-class cricket? I said, well, I've never played first-class cricket. I'm in the Army program. I bring the most water. They're like, or you guys have to be going bonkers. This guy is quicker than everyone in the Caribbean. Why yep. is he not? Yeah. So I got invited to trials for Barbados team. So picture this. Didn't get invited. Didn't make you so, on the So they must team. have, somebody from the South African uh, camp must have, must have spoken to, to pull a few strings for you there. Yeah. Yeah, so basically what happened, Graham Ford went on a, on a radio show, my uncle radio show, Bessa Mason, and yeah. he said the quickest and the best young cricketer he's seen in the Caribbean is this kid called Tino Best. Yeah. And Carly was like, yes, that's my nephew. Isn't he a batsman? He's like, no, he's a bowler, and I think he bowls about 99. But why, did you, but why did you, sorry to interrupt, but why did your uncle not know that you were like this Tino way quick? Because my uncle, won, my uncle knew that I wanted to be a batsman. I, I, I wanted to be an opening right, batsman okay. for the West Indies. And I suppose when, at this point, you hadn't had any exposure to proper cricket, so nobody knew who, who you were. Yeah, so, so, so I'm playing. So, so basically, the Army program, we play like club cricket. So, yeah. so we play club cricket in the Caribbean, in Barbados Domestic um, League. But yeah. I used to bring a lot of water. I was more, yeah, like, yeah. A bowl, I was more like a batting all-rounder than okay. anything else. But because playing or cricket, it got me quicker. My yep. hands got quicker. I guess started to bowl faster. Mm -hmm. So when Graham Ford spoke about that on the on the radio show, I got invited to national trials. Everyone wanted to, yeah, everyone wanted to see like who's this kid? Like everyone is talking about. Is he really the water that boy? good? The water boy. They're probably like, are you talking about the water boy? Absolutely. I tell you, bro, this, my story is like a friggin' movie, bro. Is it, not, it you, is, is it not a movie? Is the Adam Sandler movie not based on you then? The Waterboy? <laughs> yeah. So what happened? They invited me to Charles No, So, so, so Makaya Intini and Anadonla basically freaking over how quick I'm bowling. Yeah. I got invited to the National Trials. So this is Barbados' first class team tryouts. Mm -hmm. So the first game, I got smoked, bro. I bought I bought something like thirteen overs for maybe eighty, eighty or eighty or eighty-five runs. The yeah. last thing they did to me, I, I remember bowling a short ball at Dale Richards. And he yeah. cut me over the players pavilion, bro. Ooh. And yeah, and I remember at the end of that trial game, it was a three-day trial game. I only got one opportunity to bowl. Yeah. And but the pitch, the surface was wasn't any good. It was absolutely slow. Um, it had no pace in it. Mm -hmm. And one of the selectors um, called me up, called me for a meeting. And he goes, true story, bro. You, you get my book, you read this. He goes, you have, a little, you have talent. You have something in you. But I don't think you're ready for this level. Uh, you need someone to help you with your, with your action and, and stuff. You're, you're raw. You're just raw. And... Mm -hmm. But he's telling me this, but he's not advising me, like, to, what to, to do. To, yeah. And he said, I'm not going to be a part of the trials. Um, next week is the final trial game. And so I was like, okay, bro, I, I, I wanted the world to, 
I swear at that moment in time, the earth opened and take me in. Mm-hmm. I was devastated. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got on the, I got on the, the van, the, 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 the bus, and I went home. And it was a Sunday. My mom just mm-hmm. finished cooking Sunday food. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was teary-eyed. I was, I was, I just turned, I was, I was 20. Yeah, I was just turned 20. Mm-hmm. And I was 20 years old and about three months. Yeah. And I, I just vented to my mom. She said, are you going to let one person derail you from chasing your dream? Mm-hmm. I was like, mom, but he's a selector. She mm-hmm. said, he's, the, he's a man. You shouldn't let no man tell you what you can and cannot do. I was like, but mom, cricket is not like that. You got to be. She said, I don't care what you think. If mm-hmm. I was you, I will go and practice with them still. Show them that you're interested. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I went and I practiced with the, the same Barbados trials, the same Barbados team on the Monday, the Tuesday, and the Wednesday. At the end of the practice on the Wednesday, remember, the final trial game is playing on Thursday, where the Barbados team is going to be picked. I, I, Sherwin Campbell comes over to me and he says to me, why, why didn't you bowl like that in the trial game? Like, in the nets, no one wanted to bat you in the nets. Like, you were hitting everyone's stump. I said, well, that's the first time I've really played in a proper, like, trial game. I was nervous. Yeah. I was shitting myself, Sherwin. Yeah. He said, he said, damn it. He said, we don't, he said, the selectors don't know how to see talent. They don't know how to, to, to understand people. And he was like livid. He said, this is what I want you to do tomorrow, Tino. I want you to travel with your wipes and your boots. I am the Barbados captain. Someone is going to pull up tomorrow. I know. I guarantee you. Trust me. Just come to the game. I was like, man, Sherwin, man, I, I, I thank you for the opportunity. But I don't, I don't think I belong. He looks at me in the most aggressive way. Young man, do you hear what I say to you? Come. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was like, okay. Just for the viewers, just for the viewers, we're talking about Sherman Campbell opened the batting for the West Indies, scored a hundred against Australia. The guy wore the guy wore no grill. He was an old school, old school batsman. I know him well, man. He was a he was a class class. So we're talking about a serious guy here. Yeah, we're talking about the we call him the master. The Ligue, we call him the master. So yeah. So I, go, so I go back to the military camp on the Thursday morning. I go to my adjutant, who's my sergeant major. And I said to him, yo, Sarge, this is the position. This is Sherwin Campbell's cell phone number. I'm not going to tell you any lies, Sarge. This is what's going to happen. He said, well, um, go to the game. If you don't get any play, I want you to come back to camp on Friday morning as normal. I say, okay, Sarge, no problem. I ride my bicycle, bro, as hard as I can. Ironically, the trial game is playing at the same ground that I got this from the, the, the under-19 coach at. So okay. I'm saying to myself, this is deja vu. This is like three times I've been at this ground. So when I bowl at the South Africa team, it was at that same venue, bro. So okay. I go back to the venue and I'm like saying... Mentally, mentally, like, you're testing your mental strength then. Yeah, I say, this, is, this has to be something to do with God, man, like... I don't know what's going to happen, but I am a, I'm a guy of faith. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. my faith strong. Mm-hmm. So the first session, so I go, I go, I watch the game. I didn't go around the dressing room. I went in the pavilion, mm-hmm. went up top. I watched mm-hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. I watch all the guys. I watch Fidel Edwards bowl fast. I watch all the big boys. Yeah. Um, the first session comes, the second session comes, and it's tea time now. Yeah. So I said, you know what, man, 
frig this. I'm going home, man. So as soon as I'm about to leave the, 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 the stadium, I go to, 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 to Sherwin to say, look, thank you very much for like looking out for me. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, you know, my grandmother and my grandmother always say, you should always respect people who try to help you. Mm -hmm. So when I go, so when I go to Sherwin Campbell to say like, yo, bro, like, thank you so very much for even thinking about me. Mm -hmm. He goes like, did you bring your gear? Did you bring your gear? I was like, in front of all of the guys. Yeah. So I'm a little embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a little embarrassed and, 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 and nervous. I said, yes. He said, I need you to change because Ian Bradshaw said left armor. Yeah, the left armor. Ian, yes. Ian Bradshaw absolutely hates trial games. Okay. He hates, hates trial games. And he goes like, Ian doesn't want to bowl in the game anymore. Uh, we want you to... You're going to ask one of the selectors to bring you back into the game. So I'm saying to myself, I hope that is not the selector that told me I was cut. <laughs> but it was a different selector. Okay. How okay. ironic is that, bro? Yo, mate, that's, that's, you know, listening to that, that kind of, because I'm going to now ask you some questions because you've lined me up beautifully to take us yeah, into that, the next But look, that's not even the end of the story. Check what happens. Keep bro. going. Keep going. The selector said, oh, yeah, bring him back in, um, Brady. Let, let Ian, because we call Ian Bradshaw Brady. Let, let Brady okay. ice his knee and be cool. Bro, I start to warm up. Put my clothes on. Everyone is looking at me a little funny, like, you know, I, I'm feeling a little, little, little negative energy. Who's this water boy? Who's this water boy getting Yeah, man. Boy? Like, he got, <laughs> so guys are saying, like, he got kicked out of trials. Why is he even being invited back in? Yeah. So, I warm up at the T interval, I stretch, I close my eyes, bro. And I ask God to just like, I said, God, I don't ask you for much. Just, just help me to calm myself. Help me to just express myself. Yeah. So, I, 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 so Sharon Campbell chose the, the half, the, well, the ball was basically new because mm -hmm. his team got bowled out in, the, in two sessions for like 140. Mm -hmm. You know how trial games go. The team is basically picked. No one is yeah. really caring about trial yeah. games. They just want guys to run around. Yeah. He throws the ball to me, and I say to myself, let's go, LaBertram. I run in about 13 straight overs. Mm -hmm. I, in that spell, I got three wickets for about 40. Nice. I hit Silo Wallace in the head. I mm. hit a couple guys in the head. And Courtney Brown was like, wow. Keep that up. is the quickest. This is, this is coming through. Keeper, yeah. That is the quickest person I've wicket keep to since Patterson Thompson. Not Patrick Patterson, Patterson Thompson. Okay. Right? He played mm -hmm. for the West Indies. He only played two test matches. He was rapid, bro. Right, and okay. Everyone, my, my team that I was a part of, they clapped me off, bro. They were like saying the apple cart is messed up. I bowled so quick that day that everything fall into place. The TV cameras was at the game, bro. How crazy is that, bro? And everyone was like, wow, this guy, Tino Best, like, who, who is he? Oh, that's Carly Best's nephew. Like, people had to, like, resonate me know, like, saying, oh, that's Carly Best. Oh, he's a cricketer. He has that in his bloodline. Yeah. But they didn't understand how tough it was for me. Yeah, yeah. And, you saw it. The they didn't know, they didn't know what you were feeling like when you came to the ground that morning. Yeah. And as I walk off, I, I, the guys were like, 
patting me on the back, like, bro, that's the quickest spell we've seen for the last five years. I went into the shower and I was showering. I just started to cry, bro. Wow. I, was just, I was just crying like a, like a little boy, like, wow. Emotions, I, emotions have just got, they can, they can yeah. boil over sometimes. Yeah, it just boiled. I, I, I couldn't hold them in. I remember I got, I, I rode by my, I rode back home that evening. I, I hugged my grandmother and I think, I told my grandmother, I think I've got half my footing. She said, don't sit down. She said, go and work harder. Yeah. And things were, I, I messed up the whole dynamics of that, of that, in that game, that they hold another trial game. Ah, okay. Okay. <laughs> they hold another trial game and they only made me bowl five overs. And, to, and called me off the field and told me, relax. Like, You're in the so team, I man. I was in trouble. Chill now. So, yeah, I thought I was in trouble when they called me off the field. So the, so the guys came to me and said, yo, um, don't freak out. You're in the team. They're trying to protect you. They don't want you to hurt yourself. Congrats. Mm -hmm. So I was like, no one didn't tell me that. You say, look, this is how Barbados, this is how the politics work. You're in, mm -hmm. you're in the 15-man squad. And everyone was just giving me a knock. And then like a, a day later or so, I, I made the team. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I called my uncle up and I was telling him and he was talking. And then he said to me, you haven't done anything. You now have to work to get into the fun eleven. Then you have to work even harder mm -hmm. to maintain your play. And yeah. that, that is the story of how I got into the Barbados first class team. Bro. Yeah. Listen, listen, for, you know, the, the main people in that story, one, your mother, that day you went back to the kitchen and you sat there feeling a bit sorry for yourself. And yeah. She dusted you off and said, "Get, get back out there." That could have been the end of you there. You could have, you could have maybe thought, "No, nah, this isn't for me." Sherwin Campbell, what a man! You know, I, I, I watched some of his knocks, some of his fighting knocks. He, he's, he's a fine player. Great to know he had influence. Um, you, you know, just so many people. Your uncle obviously kept your feet on the ground to say, "Listen, this is just the start of the journey, young man. Don't get carried yeah. away." Um, yeah. But let's launch, let's launch forward then. After that amazing, you know, child, that was brilliant to listen to, Tino. I loved that. 25th of January, 2002, you got rewarded for all these efforts. You made your first-class debut for Barbados against Guyana. You took four for 50 on debut. What, like, that must, I mean, you talked about crying in the shower after that trial game. How was your emotions after that game? Yeah, so basically, so, so what happened, like, the trial games played at the end of the year. So at the end of 2001, December, that's when all of this happened. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the Barbados squad, um, and we start the new year, um, the squad. I got into the final 11 because uh, Fidel pulled his hamstring. Right. Okay. Because Fidel was bowling quick as well. Fidel Ooh. was bowling sharp. Yeah, mm. so Fidel pulled his hamstring. I got into the final 11. And I didn't look back, brother. I was like, focused. So my first game for Barbados, I never played in front of so many people. There were about 8,000 people um, um, for that game against Guyana. Mm -hmm. And I got four wickets. I got a wicket in my first over. Nice. My fifth ball. Nice. And uh, my, mother, my mother was chanting my name. Uh, my father wasn't any way wrong, but I know my mom was there. My aunt was there. My grandmother was at work, but... I have representation, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so awesome to see my aunts and my mom, and bro, I just, I just couldn't believe that I was, I was stepping out of my uncle's shadow. I was making a name for myself, and and that is, and and every single game from that moment, brother, I just played hard. Um, sometimes I, I probably would be a little bit more exuberant, 
but I just played with so much passion, so much fight because nothing was given to me. I had yeah. to fight for every single thing. So mm -hmm. to actually play for Barbados and get a wicket in my first over, all those things were so much emotion for me. Like sometimes I don't even believe I'm Tino Best that the world knows because of how my journey started um, um, 20 years ago, nearly 20 years ago. So it, 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 it was phenomenal. That, that first game, uh, I remember, I'll give you a story about that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we, we got bowled out on the first day. Okay. We made 300 and we scored 300 in a day. We scored 300 and maybe five or eight, something like that. Over 300 runs. The manager was pissed because he didn't like the fact that we got bowled out, but he mm -hmm. was a little satisfied that we got 300 runs. So when we were walking out, we had two overs to bowl the Eagles. And I give my hat to Steve Butner, the great Steve Butner. Oh, legend, legend. Yeah. So when I give my hat to Steve Butner, he goes, he looks at me. So I'm like 5'8". I'm maybe like five, I'm maybe growing like a half an inch since then. And he goes like, he looks at me a little weirdy, weirdy. <laughs> he, he, sees, he sees Cody Brown and the slippers go by the 30-yard circle. Yeah. And he goes like, okay. <laughs> See my run-up, and I come steamed in it. First ball, corner bone, catch it, chest side. He looks around and says, what, what is your name again? <laughs> I said, I'm, my, name is, my, name is, my name is Tino Best. He's like, wow. That was only the first ball. When he saw the other deliveries, and then he saw the catch. Um, so, so the left-hander, mm -hmm. um, Hani, he nicks the fifth ball to Floyd Reefer. Floyd Reefer takes it above his head, takes the catch. Steve Butler freaks out. He's like, wow. How, how, old are you, yo, how old are you? Like, I said, uh, I'm 20. He's like, wow. Wow. All, the, all Steve Butler was saying is, wow. So, so, so for me, to have like a legendary umpire there at that moment, and to bowl that first over so quickly, I had the people chanting. The next morning, the Kensington over was, was packed, bro. Nice. Like, this is like the world that, the world of, like, about, Yeah, like, that's when cricket was cricket in the Caribbean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 2020, 2020 cricket brought back the crowns. But yeah. I'm talking about four-day cricket when yeah, four-day cricket was the, the bomb. Cricket, man. That's the real yeah. cricket. That's real cricket. The first ball I bowled the next morning was an in-swinging Yorker to Travis Dowling, out plump LBW. The whole stadium erupted, brother. I could see wow, my mom jumping up. Like, yeah, so I had like, in the first seven balls I, I bowled for Barbados, I had two wickets. That's a plus, that's, you named the man there that took your first slip catch and first class cricket. Big friend of mine, played a lot of cricket Floyd, in Scotland. Yeah, Floyd, yeah, Floyd, 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 Floyd Reefer, um, character man, he's a character. Um, you know, he made he made quite a name for himself on and off the pitch in Scotland. Um, you know, he was a legend on the field and a legend in the bar and in the in the nightlife as well. You know, the ladies love Floyd. Um, so yeah, no, I had some I had some I had some good times with him. Look, yeah, your career just started really roller coasting because you're talking about that trial game, and then you're talking about your first class debut, which is not that long. It's pretty much straight into it. You go on in that season, debut season, 17 wickets in five matches. You get your first five wicket haul. 
you've announced yourself. People are you, so you went from the water boy to a trial game to and when you've got real pace, Tino, people are going to take notice. Real fire in, the, in your face because I remember that's when I came across you. First test match, 2003 versus Australia at home. You know, I just remember switching the TV on. There's this little bald-headed kid running in. Like you say, five foot eight. I'm used to watching Curtly Ambrose, Courtney Walsh, Ian Bishop, Michael Holding, Joe Garner, Andy Roberts. The only one you can name who had similar stature to you is the late Malcolm Marshall. You know, the Caribbean is known for producing tall-like, basketball-like fast bowlers. And then out of nowhere, we get the likes of Fidel Edwards, then Tino Best, Jerome Taylor, all of small stature. But I remember watching this day, this kid steaming in at the Aussies, bowling at the likes of Justin Langer, Matthew Hayden, Ricky Ponting, Darren Lehman, Steve Waugh, Gilchrist. You went from that trial game to bowling at these guys. And you know, you, were, you, you didn't look nervous. You were charging down the wicket of these guys. Okay, you didn't get any wickets in that game, but you were trying to kill them. Tell me about yeah. take, take, take me to that test match and tell me what tell me the story of that test. Well well what happened what happened for me after those that, that, that debut season for Barbados, five games, seventeen wickets and I got my maiden five wicket haul. They put me on the eighteen tour. So I'm yeah. freaking out like wow. So they're trying to fast track me to, to the next level, brother. Yeah. So I go I go on an eighteen tour to England. And then after that, it was the Indian tour to India. And they wanted me to go to India, but people said, no, don't put me into um, that, that, that kind of environment. Let me play Those wickets, wicket, The wickets don't suit a fast bowler either. Yeah, so, so, I, so, so I returned at the beginning of 2003, and I got 40 wickets in about nine games for Barbados. Yeah, yeah, you were the leading performer in domestic when, you got, yeah, when, I, when your time came. Yeah, so I won the Courtney Walsh Award. So I got straight into the West Indies team, straight against Australia. Brother, I wasn't intimi intimidated. What I was pissed off about was the pitch. Steve Wall even said it was the slowest pitch he's ever played cricket on. Oh, and, dear. And I mean, I was bowling like maybe between 80, between 85 to like 92 miles an hour. So, so because, because I, never, I never got any coaching. Yeah. No one ever told me about my action. Until mm -hmm. I got to the international level, when you could have seen my action was all over the place. Yeah. So I was steaming in. I, I, look, bro, I had all of my family in the stands. And that's all I wanted. Uh, I didn't care if I was playing against whoever. I was just excited that this little kid is playing for the West Indies. And, yeah. I, grew up, and I grew up around Kensington Oval. Like, I, I grew up half a mile from Kensington Oval. I grew up, Kensington Oval is my backyard. So I you watched, watched a lot. You single, watched a lot of cricket there. You went. Yeah, I watched, watched every single test match and every single first class match that I ever played at Kensington Oval from since I was ten years old, brother. Mm -hmm. True story. Mate, that's that. That is, you know, if I, if I, I honestly, I, I genuinely, I'm a. I played. I played international cricket for Scotland. I played some cricket first class in Pakistan. Um, I am a cricket traditionalist. You know, I yeah. know my cricket, brother. And I remember that debut. And you were, yeah, it, was so like you, it was like you were more of a Olympic sprinter, <laughs> just steaming in, steaming arms in, and yeah. legs everywhere, just trying to bowl as quick as possible. The Aussies must have been thinking, who is this kid, man? He, he, he's, not, he's not backing down. Okay, you didn't get a wicket in that game. The pitch didn't support you. But 
you didn't look, it's like you say, you backed yourself. I mean, a lot of guys would have, you know, maybe, you know, you play Matthew Hayden, chest sticking out, you know, he can be quite, you know, it can be quite a big thing to I take play, in. Yeah, I played, I played against, I played, I played against all those guys as a kid playing take ball cricket. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I played cricket, take ball cricket, softball cricket. I was, I was a cricket, uh, uh, um, then it comes to, to, to cricket, I was like a cricket tick. Yeah. I love cricket, so I, yeah. I was. I never played names. I would give anyone talk. Like I, I was never gonna back down from anyone because I, cricket is cricket. After the cricket, we are friends. But yeah. we're on that field. We are we are battling, brother. I so like that. Was, I like that. So it was like I was. I was so excited. Like I want to see how good I was. I remember I hit Ricky Point in edge straight to gully and Shiv Narayan Shandapal dropped it. I didn't. Ooh. I didn't even care. I was like. I'm playing for the West Indies. But <laughs> what, what happened for me after that, after that series? I got dropped for a full year, brother. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. But I mean, something, that, something incredible, something incredible happened in that game. And I remember um, late on the first day, I was feeling down by the hall in Griffith stand. And a lady said to me, a, a lady yelled out, Tino Bessie, you're the biggest disappointment ever. And... She said uh, she thought I was going to get wickets. I made her waste her day. This is a woman talking to me. And quick, so Ricky pointed, cut the ball to, to wide third man. I run around the boundary, picked it up, got it back into the keeper, run up pointing, coming for two. And I laughed. And I said, never, ever lose focus of why you are here, Tino. Yeah, yeah. You are at the top. They're going to try to yeah. kick you down. So yeah, yeah. I got dropped. After that series, I got dropped for a whole year. And Courtney Brown said something to me. He said to me, brother, in order for you to make back the West Indies team, you've got to remodel your action. You yeah. need someone to help you. And yeah. Wayne Daniel, I went and I met Wayne Daniel just out of luck. I mm -hmm. saw him um, in the food court at a place called Sheraton Center. And mm -hmm. I walked over to him and I said, Mr. Daniel, my name is Tino Best. He said, I know who you are. <laughs> like, this is the great Wayne Daniel. Yeah. Thousand first class wickets for middle well, size, brother. Well. This is like a living legend in my eyes. And I yeah. explained my position to him and he said, like, I will help you for free, bro. I was like, for real? And every single day for for a whole month, Wayne Daniel helped me tremendously through training camp. I started back the 2004 season. The only person that got more wickets than me was Pedro Collins. He played 10 games, got 44 wickets. I played seven games and got 39 wickets, brother. Mm -hmm. because of Wayne Daniel helping me bowl. And I got back into the test team against England. I got the most wickets against England. And I was just, the, I was, that yeah, was when yeah. so your first, really your first started test, to sit. Your first test wicket, great player, left-handed, Graham Thorpe, you know, somebody, I'm a left-handed batsman. So it was somebody I looked up to when I was growing up. I loved the way he played. He had that, he had that flair, a bit like, almost like a, a bit like Caribbean and Pakistani style. He had those wrists. Um, but what a scalp to get. You went on and um, the, you, you, you were the leading wicket taker in the series with 12 wickets. So mm -hmm. that was kind of... Your, seven drop catches. With seven drop catches. Ooh. With seven drop catches. <laughs> that, well, could have been, could have been. I mean, your first scalp should have been Ricky Ponting. We thanked Sherwin Campbell earlier on. We, like, come on, Sherwin, man. You can't be dropping Ponting, brother. You know, that's... that's no, it was actually Shanda Paul. It was Shanda Paul. Oh, Shanda. Shiv, man. What are you doing dropping the... Yeah. <laughs> 12 wickets but, in that series kind of announced yourself that 
that, that must have proven to you that, listen, I belong at this level. I can, I can do this here. Yeah, I mean, what, 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 I'll, I'll tell you a story about Graham Torch. And his wicket, people always ask me, like, what is your best wicket? What, what? I always say Graham Torch because not because that he was, like, a phenomenal player for England and one of the best and the biggest heart. When I was about, in 1994, uh, I think it was about 12 years old, uh, it was me, um, Dario Haynes, who is Desmond Haynes' son, Carl Greenwich, who is Carl, um, Gordon Greenwich's son, Jason Lloyd, who is Clive Lloyd's son. So we, wow. were like the four, we were like the four little kids around the dressing room playing cricket. No one used to want to give us their bat but Graham Torp. Graham Torp used to give me his bat to bat with. So we used That's to be dope. like playing like hand after hand with Graham Torp's bat. So to get Graham Torp as my first test wicket, eight years later was wow. brilliant it was poetry and motion i say sorry brother and he just Did, you should have asked him you should have asked him for his back to keep at that point <laughs> and he was like he was like he was so proud of me because he knew me from a kid so me and okay. he had this this nice little relationship he was always like shouting me out so to see a little kid that he see knocking around the dressing room turned out to be who i am bowling in the test match 90 plus miles an hour at him it was, it was like I've arrived. So my story is so unique and so different. Like, I didn't come to the traditional system. Um, I always got frowned on, looked upon, and I just believed in me. Like, when people watch this and, and, and see this, you've got to believe in yourself. Yeah. No one is going to believe in you. You've got to believe in yourself. You've got to keep working hard, and you just have to keep fighting. You just have to fight, brother. And that's yeah, what no. I did. I just continued to fight. And you have to love the game as well. Like, I've always loved cricket. You could see I, that. I, Whenever you got on the pitch, man, you seem to just be like a cricket, kid in man. a candy shop. Yeah, I always tell people, I play cricket for free. Because as a kid, all I used to play cricket for is to just to get a, a, cold, a cold glass of water after. I used to yeah. play cricket from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And the only time we break was to run home for, for food and to run back to the cricket um, um, field. So, yeah. so, where, so where I live, uh, I'll give you this quick. So where I live, I live next to like a, a school. So yeah. where we live, our community was like surrounded by a secondary school. So we had like a free play park, a free place to play cricket. And the security guard, he always loved the kids from the community because we never came to vandalize the school. We just came to play cricket, basketball, football, whatever recreational stuff. That was the, that was the hub. That was the mm -hmm. neighborhood hub. So the only time in there had no kids is when we go home for lunch. Uh, we were back in there all the time. So our summer vacation was either playing cricket in the, in the school or at the beach. So I was a proper kid. So yep. I, always, I always had that determination, always had that, that fight in me, that, 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 that dog in me, brother. I was always a fighter. So, mm -hmm. so even, even when I try to say to kids, you got to have that mindset if you want to be great. Listen, great. Great advice. You know, I've got something wrong. I've got this. I've got this thing that's wrong with me. You know, I'm a bit like you. I get excited. So tomorrow, for instance, I'm meant to be launching an episode with a great legend of South African cricket, Omar Henry, which I'm going to launch. Yeah. I'm going to left launch. Hand, left hand spinner. But you, yeah. left hand spinner, first uh, coloured player to play for South Africa after apartheid. So, and I've got some really, really good guys waiting and good recordings in place. But it's Friday night, and I'm thinking. Listen, I might just get this uploaded tonight because this is fire. I'm loving this. You're having a good, you know, you, you, this kind of energy is, you know, it's, it's infectious. You know, people are going, people will love it. So I might just, 
I'm, I'm meant to people. People keep saying to me, keep your content, keep your content. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'll tell you something too, right? Someone has, who, has, who has also been very instrumental, I, I don't want to forgive it, forget him as well. Um, I remember just before I got invited to trials, um, before I got invited to trials in 2001. Yeah. Um, in, so, so, so I had, so 2001 was a very fun, was a very, it was a very crazy year for me. So I had the, I had the opportunity to bowl against the South Africans in April, 2001. Yeah. And in September, 2001, that same year, I got invited to play against, um, we, we got this thing in Barbados called the Pro-Am where, um, the English, um, professional cricket, all the county players, they come down to Barbados and they play like teams. So yeah. it's more like an end of season drinking for those guys and like enjoying the island and stuff. And I got to play with um, the Keith Medlicott 11. Remember okay. Keith Medlicott from, from Surrey? Yeah, Meadows. And in, okay. my team was, in my team was Gavin Hamilton, who played for Scotland as well. He, and, you need to watch my episode. I've already done one with a with legend. You and Gav must have got on like a house on fire. Wait, man, wait. I'll give you the story. <laughs> Uh, Gavin Hamilton and Ed Gittings. Um, Ed Gittings, were, 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 yeah, Giddings, yeah. So I opened the bowling with Ed Gittings, and they they used to freak out. They were like freaking out, like how quickly I bowled. So yeah. Gavin Hamilton, he gave me a pair of Nike boots, cricket shoes, brother. I I love him for that. Uh, I kept them as long as I had them for about ten years. The dry rot, and I remember I played. I I I, I Gavin and Ed did this did this article, right? Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna screenshot the article from my scrap, but I'm gonna forward it to you. Yeah, and do that. Two of them big me up. They say, "Look, I bowl 90 plus miles an hour. Um, the local authorities need to give this young man an opportunity. Like he is a diamond in the rough." And I always tell him all the time, "Brother, thank you for that little push, man." So, so, so there was a lot of buzz about me. So when mm -hmm. I played that first trial game and I got roast, everyone yeah. great write me off. Like guys just talking funny about him or oh, everyone yeah. just likes him he isn't that good so it, it gave me more determination brother so I, look I, I was always a fighter so so mm -hmm. so so people would see me and say oh I had a bad attitude um this and that bro I was just a dog brother because yeah. my father wasn't around he was probably somewhere high mm -hmm. on crack cocaine I just had my mother and my grandmother and my aunts helping me to fight so I was always a fighter. So when people help me, I always try to talk about them and let the world know how great they are as people. So big up to Gavin Hamilton and my boy Ed Giddings for doing that article. I'm going to send you a screenshot when we come off to let you know those guys are solidified in my heart as real men. I love those men. Those are my brothers, brother. We are connected, we are connected by spirituality, brother. Those are good men, man. So... Yeah, so I just needed to get in that little piece. Can't forget one more boy. No, no, listen, listen, listen. We've still got a bit to go. I've got a few more things to get through with you. But, you know, I think you get bad press. There's a couple, you know, some people I think maybe think that you're like this um, outspoken guy. Uh, you know, you, you, you run in. You, you, uh, look, on the cricket field, people should never be judged on a cricket field if they're a good or a bad person. On the cricket field, it is war. You're there to win. You know, at, in, in, in club cricket here, you know, you give people chat, you get in their faces. They don't talk to you for the next year. You know, you, they fall out with you. And that, 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 you know, judge people when you walk over the line. If they're still, if they're still not Absolutely. nice people, if they're still not nice people, then let them be. But, you know, 
Gavin Hamilton, when he was on my show, when on my show, he talked about Omar Henry, and he talks about if I didn't have Omar Henry, I might never have been a professional cricketer. It's amazing when you bring these how, how close the cricket family is that you're now on this show and you're saying Gavin Hamilton was somebody that had an influence and you will never forget that. I think some of the things that have really been great that you've talked about is one thing you talked about earlier. You said you never got picked for a regional team when you were 15, but your mate got picked and you were happy for him. That seems to be disappearing now. People seem to, there's too much jealousy out there. There's too much people, <laughs> people, people hate on people too much and people aren't, they, they can't take real talk. If you try to tell somebody something for their benefit, they think, oh, you're out to get me. You don't like me. You're this, you're that. You know, your mentality is, I have a similar mentality to you that I like when people just say it how it is, but they're, you know, and then you, when the years go forward, you sit down and you think the people that have helped you in your life. It's amazing to listen to you hear that. You, you're coming across like, a, I think the listeners are going to really love to, to hear you, but listen, let's move on. Let's get to some interesting moments. Right. 2004, brother. A moment that, that invented the name of your book. You played in a test match. You played in a test match and you had a certain Andrew Flint off a first slip. Now, Freddie's obviously got some great chat. I'd imagine he was, he was quietly chirping away at you. And you seem to be taking the bait. You were taking the bait. Now, what I find funny is you got a back injury that knocked you out of the rest of the series. What I wanted to ask you, first of all, did that back injury come from how hard that you swung on that <laughs> shot when you went down the wicket? Because Ashley Giles tossed one up. You took what seemed to be the bait from Flintoff. You charged down the wicket and you swung from the, you know, you were looking for, you were trying to hit that ball halfway across. I don't know what you were aiming for, but you missed it. And the famous chirp was given to you. I actually had a question from a young, young chap that asked me on Twitter. He questioned and said, please, a boy, boy called Mark Williams. I want to name him for putting the question out there. He asked the question, please ask Tino about Mind the Windows, Tino. Freddie yeah, my I tell you, I tell you what happened. Me and Freddie were going at it from the series in the Caribbean. Right, I got okay. him up. I got him up one or two times. I think he got me back up. But I think it, it really happened. Like um, we were in Trinidad. I was bowling sharp. And yeah. I had no nicked off. I think Mark Butcher. Butcher was okay. batting really well. Got him out. A beautiful player. Yeah, yeah. And Flintoff came out as I as I got to the top of my mark. I looked around to mid on and mid off. They didn't have the ball, right? Yeah. Darl, sorry, just had a call. Yeah, yeah, Darl okay. here still had the the ball in his in, in his pocket. Darl Harper, Darl Harper. Yep. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah, he still had the ball in his pocket, and he said, "Play." So I was like, "Okay, let me have some fun." So I steam in without the ball in my hand, and I bowl it at Freddie. So Freddie's ducking for his life because he, he didn't see the ball. And he goes, he gave it to me, and I was like crying. <laughs> and then he was like, ah, and I was like, whatever. So, so when we, when we, when we, when we, um, when we got to Lords now, I picked up an injury in the first innings, like my back. I, I put up a stress fracture, but I still had to bat. And when I came out, my my whole leg was like dead. So I was telling Shay, bro, I can't really hang around. I'm gonna try to play some shots. Yeah. And. I, when I played against Ashley Giles in the Caribbean, I remember hitting for one of the best shots I've ever played. So we, he bowled at me in Jamaica. He tosses the eye chip and I hit him straight back over his head, up the ground, and everyone freaked out. So every time I played against him, I would always use my feet mm -hmm. and, and play because I, I, I always loved spin bowling. 
Yeah. So that day at Lord's, he tosses up one. I kicked it away. Freddie said, mind the windows. So I didn't take him on. But I don't really rate Ashley Giles. I said, he's just Teddy. I mean, he's, he's playing international cricket, so he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's good. He's, yeah. he's great. He's but he's no Sackland. He's no Sackland. He's not, yeah. He's not a big, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So he's not Danny, Vot Danny Vittori or anything. So I go like, I'm going to chip. The next over he bowls, I'm going to chip at it. So the next ball he bowls, I just chip. And I missed it, brother. And Freddie goes, and, he, and, and the famous thing, mind the windows. And I, for, after that, I was really, for, that, like, for like a year after that, I was real angry. Like, I couldn't believe that I let that man get me like that. And I always said, I'm yeah. going to get back England. And then like, it took me like six or seven years. Uh, when, yeah. we play, when we played in 2012, yeah. um, I said, I have to get this little monkey off my back. So you got a monkey off your back? Man. Yeah, so when I walked out at Eggbaston, yes, Matt Prayer, so he was chirping. I don't think he said anything. Mm -hmm. So Finn bowls this lovely length ball to me, and I go for a big shot, and I miss the ball. Mm -hmm. And all the slip cards start to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dream Swan, I was like, okay, I see what's happening. I say, see, today, today is the day. That I'm gonna put the mind the windows tweet to best, not the tweet, the 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 the, the chant to rest. Yeah, bro, I scored 95 in a test match. Yeah, batting at I mean, batting I number 11. Them. Yeah, at number 11. I told Ramden, hang tight, brother. I'm gonna carry you on a roller coaster. And <laughs> if you and people ask me like, why you scored 100? I said I don't care about 100. I yeah. got picked the ball fast. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because if you really check it, brother, like if you woke me up that morning and you said to me, Tino, if you said at breakfast, Tino, you're going to score an, a test match 90 or you're going to score five. What do you want? I was like, are you crazy? 90 in a test match? I didn't even care if I scored 99 in a test match, brother. I never played cricket for... for, for, for I play cricket for the value of cricket, brother. Yeah. The entertainment of cricket. Mm -hmm. So I remember when I was walking out to bat, Coach Gibson said, he said, Bobski, um, because my nickname before was Animal. So they, they, re, they rebranded me Bobski. Okay. <laughs> so so Gibble said to me as I walked down the set, he said, Bobski, give me 25. I said, no problem, Coach. That's easy, man. Yeah. I said, easy, Coach, man. I gave him 75 more. So yes. when you ask me about the 95, I think that is brilliant. I say, thank you. I don't yes. care about scoring hundreds. If yes. I scored 100, yes. But 95, brother, I'm thankful. I watched, my I, watched, I, remember, I watched that. I watched that day. And, and I remember, I'll tell you this you, story. I remember going back down, yeah, I remember going back down to London um, after that game, and I meet up with my grandparents. And my grandfather, he was like, I'm so proud of you. I would have loved 100, but I don't care. 95 is brilliant. You're my grandson. I'm proud of you. He passed away two years ago at the age he's of 95. At 95. 95. Died at 95. Yeah, wow, brother. man. So, wow. so, so I always say that the universe, brother, is connected in a magnificent way, brother. So I'm grateful that I, I scored a 95 in a test match at, at number 11. Um, for the West Indies, it's still a West Indies record. I don't think someone is going to break it. If someone break it for the West Indies. Oh, yeah, Indies, no, I can't. I, can't, I, can't I mean, you, you, it got broken by an, by an Australian, Ashton Agar. But yeah, I who's the number see. six? 
I cannot, I cannot, I cannot see, I cannot see anybody in the Caribbean anytime soon breaking yes. that in number eleven in a test match. Because in a test match. What a day! What a day! Cricket. And if the mind the windows moment, it probably it turned into the name of your book. So for anybody watching, this man is uh, going by his book. I'm not finished talking to him yet. I've got a few more things to cover. But by his book, it is called Mind the Windows, Tino. Uh, you know, uh, I've, I've not read it yet. I've read snippets of it. Looks very entertaining. Um, after talking to you today, I can see why it's entertaining. I want to take you quickly to a few other moments. 2005, um, you played against in a test match um, against my, you know, second country, the lovely Pakistan. Um, mm -hmm. And that was probably one of your highlight of your bowling performances. You took, uh, you took four wickets and 11 balls. You know what? What you, you actually got Cameron Upmull out in a no ball. Did that fire you up to then? You know, come in even harder to then the wickets just started flowing. Yeah, I mean that that 2005 was a tough year because it was just coming off the injury from 2004, and yeah. uh, they wanted me to remodel my action, um, the Australians, and I was not having of none of it. I played a test match against South Africa, trying to bowl like Bretley. And yeah. I said to Bennett King, I'm not doing that. If you don't want to pick me, you don't, want, you don't have to pick me. But Courtney yeah. Watts told me I need to strengthen my body even more. I needed to get my core stronger. And I remember they picked me back for the, to the Pakistan series. And I just wanted to just go out there and show them that I, can, I am a test cricketer. I know how to bowl. And mm -hmm. to play against Pakistan, you guys had a magnificent team. Izimam, uh, Yunus Khan. Oh, man, that, was serious, yeah, that was a serious team, man. Shoaib Malik. And, and, and I just, I just run. Bowling wise, bowling wise as well, man. Wazi, yeah. Wasar. Yeah, I got, I got four for, yeah, I got four for 46 in the second innings. And I should have got five for, but it wasn't to be, but I was grateful, man. I, I, it kind of like gave me a big relief that I was back in the, 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 the test arena. Um, I was hungry. I just wanted to do well. And I mean, for a long time, a lot of people like, you know, said I was over the top with my exuberance and stuff like that. But bro, I was always just really grateful and real thankful to just be playing test cricket. Like mm -hmm. being a little kid from Richmond Gap in Barbados to be playing for West Indies, a team that I used to watch as a kid. Brother, I was thankful. So that was one of my proudest moments for the West Indies um, to, 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 to get four for 46 against a very strong Pakistan team. And mm -hmm. that's something that, that I, I, I cherish and, and, and very grateful for, man. No, mate, you should be proud of that kind of performance. You know, really, really, really amazing. And two th you had, you know, you went through a tough time then. It's safe to say you were in and out of kind of contention. You had injuries. Um, you starred in a movie, bro, called Hit for Six. You played a Barbados ticketer, which is quite familiar with yourself. Talk to me about, talk to me about your acting career and, and that. And what, how did that come about? Yeah, it was a it was a small role. Um, with this cricket, this cricket, this cricket, um, uh, movie, <laughs> it was quite good. It was cool, man. So I played I played a Barbados cricketer, um, a bowler, uh, okay. and and it was it, it was good. Um, it was about it was about this this superstar cricketer in 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 the West Indies. Um, his father was like a legend before him. Uh, he was um caught up with match fixing and. And all those, it was a real interesting story. So you should, you should check it out. Hit for six. Listen, I'll check it out. I'm going to check it out. I love, I love stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, hit for six. Yeah. It's, uh, so, and, and I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you my response and what I think of your acting future as well. If if, <laughs> you, you must have been comfortable in the role considering you were pretty much playing yourself. Barbados. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, I was just bowler. playing myself. So. 2008. It was, it was quite easy to do, man. 
2008, you you take a you take a plunge to India, and you you go and play in the uh, the Indian Cricket League, which was like a, was which was like a rebel league, and you played for uh, you played for Mumbai. Talk to me about that experience. That was an incredible experience, brother. Um, Capital Dev, Capital Dev reassured us that it was going to be sanctioned cricket. Um, we went down there um, with the premise that we were going to be playing in the first T20 league in India. Um, yep. The crowds were like 60,000 people a night. It was jam-packed. Um, you had the Lahore Batchers. It, it, was, it was well organized. It was well structured. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, the BCCI didn't um, write off on it. And then they started the IPL. So, so for me, I was, that was one of the biggest disappointments because it was an incredible tournament. And I, just, I, was, I was just sad that it didn't take off. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get the opportunity to play in the IPL. But mm -hmm. the ICL, to me, brother, was, was amazing. Um, we played against some great players, um, great atmosphere. I met some really amazing people. But it was a phenomenal experience playing with Brian Lara in the T20 franchise um, setup. And I had a good time. Um, the people of India are amazing people. I love cricket in India. Um, one mm -hmm. of the most amazing places that you can ever go to play cricket. Never yeah, got the opportunity to play in Pakistan. Um, when it was supposed to go in Pakistan, obviously you guys were banned. So we had to play yeah. Pakistan in the Caribbean. But yep. yeah, Pakistan is one of those places I always wanted to tour, but I never got the opportunity to. Yeah, no, I had uh, I had Darren Sami on on an episode just previous, and he's obviously got a lot of love with Pakistan. He's a he loves it over there. He's a big ambassador of cricket coming yeah. back to Pakistan. So we really we, we, Pakistani people, we love him. Um, you know, so many things. You know, you've had just to give a, just to give a quick rundown of your stats. You know, you played in twenty five Test matches. Do you know, you took fifty seven Test wickets. And you played in 25, 26 ODIs, 34 wickets. You played in 121 first-class games, 330 first-class wickets, 13 five-wicket hauls. So for anybody that maybe says, you know, because your, your international career was a bit stop-start, you had great moments, um, you probably, you know, you, you were in and you had injuries and, you know, there was stuff that went on with the West Indies board. It's, it's always strikes me as a tough place to play cricket, a bit like Pakistan. You know, it has a lot of politics. But your first-class career, man, it stems over a long period of time. You played in England for Hampshire, Yorkshire. You played in the Caribbean. To, to, to play that length of time with a kid, and, and I, can tell, I can vouch for you and say, I bet in all 121 first-class games, you ran in and bowled, tried to bowl as quick as you could every single game. Now, that brings me to a little bit of a Twitter incident recently with a certain Jofra Archer. Uh -huh. He took a bit of a disliking to you, suggesting that... He wasn't, he wasn't trying to bowl quickly. I think he was playing in New Zealand at the time, you know, and, and I, I have to say I was watching the test matches and I had the similar kind of, you know, feeling that this guy's rapid. He's a quick bowler. Why is he trying to bowl medium pace? And you kind of, I, I certainly took your tweets as you were encouraging and you were just saying, come on, man, get that fire back. But he didn't like it. And he, he came back and suggested that you should have messaged him, and, and, you know, privately and stuff like that. And you came back and said, listen, man, blessings to you. I only want to see you do well. Talk to me about, you know, get, if, 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 I don't know if Joffrey will ever listen to my podcast, but for the general mm. public out there, tell me what your, your, your message really was there. You, you didn't mean bad there at all. No, nah, not at all. I mean, when I, when I saw, like, watching him as well, um, I was like, yo, bro, like, I, I, because I got him as right arm fast, like right yeah. arm fast, he bowled 90 miles an hour all the time, but. I keep saying all the time that England are bull killing him. They're, they're, they're misusing him. They're, they're just like grinding him in the ground and stuff. So 
when I made a tweet, it was the same New Zealand stuff, and I, I, I felt that he was bowling 128, and I didn't understand why he was doing that. So when I made a tweet and he came back, like, you know, him and his captain are not concerned, I said, yo, bro, um, I could see the line that this is going down. So I tried to nip it in the bud. Like, yo, I'm not taking shots. Mm-hmm. I just want to know that if you're right arm fast, I want you to remain right arm fast. I am a fan of yes. fast bowling. Yes. I am a fan. First and foremost, I am a fan of cricket and cricketers. Yep. I love cricketers. So mm-hmm. I just tried to nip it in the bud because you got to remember that a lot of, a lot of young cricketers, um, when they come in the Barbados team or they play international cricket or they play West Indies or whatever, they're always going to be guys, factions in the teams that aren't going to like everyone. Yeah. So every time you come in a team, a guy can say, oh, don't go wrong, Tino, because he don't talk to everybody, which, which is that is not the case. I come to do a job. I come to play cricket. So mm-hmm. the, the people who were, who were advising Joe for obviously said to him, look, I taking shots at him. And this, is, this tweet was like maybe three or four weeks old, you know. When he finally came back, because it was right, okay. a disrespectful tweet. You must have been you know like, I mean? you must have been like, oh, what's up? You, it's gone out your head almost. Yeah, it was out my head a long time. So I, I had to, I had to try to nip it in the bud because sometimes people that are advising cricketers do not advise them in the best way. They might advise them as saying, don't let nobody take shots at you. If anybody takes shots at you, try and defend yourself. When that's not really the case, because. If you know my life or you know my career, you know I, I am a guy that have taken a lot of shots. A lot of ink. Uh, people have disrespected me every single day. And I don't care. Sometimes mm-hmm. I go at people. Sometimes I like say, you know what, Wanda on the bridge. But I think he's a phenomenal talent. Um, there's, yeah, a point that West Indies, there's a point that West Indies didn't get the opportunity to, to, to use his talent and, in a good way. But, yeah. you know, he's a good young man. I wish him all the best. Um, I, 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 I don't know how England are going to use him in the future. I hope they use him in the, in the right way. And he could be great. I, I wish everybody to be great. This game, you only get 10 to 12 years to play this game if you're good. You know, so you need to use it at that time. After that, you've got to come and live in the real world. You're not mm-hmm. going to get those big checks anymore. And you have to work and, and to understand that this is the world that you live in. And just understand how people are. Um, generally, people are going to take shots at you. People are going to, going to have their own opinion of you. What you need to do is just filter out um, the, the, the argumentative opinions that are going to make you want to argue and just, and just try to be open-minded about everything. So that's, and, and I mean that this comment holistically to every young creator. As long as you go on TV, people will criticize you. People will have something to say about you. They're going to say, it's like, for instance, I remember in the Shell Academy. The Shell Academy was in, the last Shell Academy was in 2003. No, I did not come to the youth system to get the opportunity to go to the Shell Academy, which was in Grenada. When I was bowling for the West Indies, the coach, one of the coaches that was running the, um, the, the Shell Academy was mm-hmm. Roger Harper, I think. Roger Harper. And he, the, yeah, the guys told me at the camp that he broke down my action. And he was critical. He absolutely laid into me. He said, I have the worst action. I should not be playing for West Indies with this action. But, but, but Roger Harper did not know nothing about me. He did not know my story. Yeah. He did not know why it was, I was picked because I could have bowled at 92, 93 miles an hour. I never yeah. had a coach in my life. Yeah. I never had a bowling coach in my life. But here is an academy coach criticizing a young 20, 21-year-old bowler who's playing mm-hmm. for West Indies. It's just raw. It's just raw. It, it, right, it was just raw talent. No, mm-hmm. I have seen Roger Harper on a million occasions. 
and Roger Harper has never ever spoken to me. I, I think the man hates my guts for no apparent reason. Come on, Roger. You and Tino need to have dinner one night. Life yeah, you short. know what I mean? And, 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 and it goes back to the point of what I'm trying to say to you. People are going to criticize you without knowing your story. It's yep. something you have to live with. Yep. You've got to put it at the back. You've got to forget about it. I, and, and as my mother and my mother always say this, do not let anyone rent, your, rent any space in your head for free. Mm-hmm. Meaning, forget about people. Don't let anyone live in your head for free. Why am I going to let Roger Harper live in my head? But I only remember him because of the whole Joe first situation and what I'm trying to say holistically. You just got to shut out people and work your butt off, brother. Work your butt yeah. off. So that is my thing when it comes to the Jofa. I wish the young man nothing but love and, 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 and love to him and, and success to him. Okay, we're coming, we're coming, towards, the, coming towards the end. I've got some, some final, final bits and pieces. My big question to you now, Tino Best, a.k.a. Ladies Man, you know, you've, uh, as, as, as they say, you've, uh, you've not been shy to quote that you've, um, you know, you like the ladies. Absolutely. Uh, quite, I'm not going to quote too much in case my mother's watching and she may get a bit annoyed with me. But, you know, you've uh, you met a lot, of, a lot of young ladies along your way, it's safe to say, travelling the world. At the start of this, I'm going to get you some brownie points. We had to stop recording about two minutes into this because you had to run to pick a delivery up from the front door. And you came back and you said, sorry, brother, the wife had a delivery. I had to go and get it. So is it is Tino best? You know, he's a one-woman man now. Has he settled down? Are you, you know, family man? You know, you've done all the, you've done all the, you've done all the traveling, done all the enjoyment. Are you settled down now? Are you just a, you know, tell me. Yeah, I'm more, I'm more of a settled guy now, man. You know, I have a beautiful girlfriend. Um, she's tremendous. And, and, and yeah, I mean, like, when I was young, I mean, look, you're 20 years old, you're 20, 21, you're traveling the world, brother. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have any, any relationship or anything. You're going to enjoy yourself, man. I mean, yeah. both fast on the pitch, Casanova at night. I mean, I loved it. I mean, for a while. I mean, like, I kind of, like, tapered it down when I hit, like, 28, 29. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, but, I, but during those years, I had a lovely time. I mean, in my book. I mean, I said I, I, I probably had about five or six hundred women. I probably exaggerated a tad bit. <laughs> but, but, you know, I did, I did have my fair share, like any other international cricketer who loves the, 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 who loves the fame, who loves the, the nightlife. You know, we, we, we enjoy our lives. And at the end of the day, come the point when you grow up, you're, 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 I'm going to be 40 next year. Mm-hmm. So, so you get to the point that you say to yourself, or right, enough is enough. So, you know, I've retired from that life a long time ago. So, um, I enjoyed myself. I had my fair share of, of late night escapades. And I'm just yeah. chilling. My son is 20. I got a 20 year old son. Wow. And, and, yeah, and an eight year old daughter. So, I mean, I, I need to be disciplined and be a good boy now. <laughs> yeah, no, good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it, brother. I'm glad to hear it. Listen, some quick fire questions. Um, Who's your favorite cricketer of all time? Favorite cricketer of all times that I've played with is Brian Charles Lara. My you know, favorite. Uh, I didn't get the I didn't get the pleasure to play with the great man, but he was my hero. And you know, yeah. I can still I would still watch a YouTube video of Brian Lara batting over any batsman batting now. But my two favorite cricketers that I didn't play with is my uncle Carly Best and Wayne Daniel. Wayne Daniel. Love it. Yes, Love please. it. Who's your best friend in cricket? 
best friend in cricket that I play cricket with. I have three very close friends that I've, that I've played with that I absolutely love. I love Rashidi Boucher, um, that played for Barbados. Um, Michael yep. Carberry, that played with Left Hunter, yeah, like great life. Boy. And, yep. I, and I love and I love Carl Greenwich. Um, I play I play with my boy as well. So three of those um, are very close to me. I love Adam Holyoke. Um, oh, Adam Holyoke is very close to me as well. So those four those four are very very close to me in terms of like having like really really close mates in cricket. Amazing, amazing. Who? Um, what is your? Tell me, tell me who is Tino Best now? Where is your life now? What have you got in the future? What's your plans for the future? What's your goals? Yeah, you know, my goal is basically to just become a real good strength and conditioning coach. Um, I'm studying to be, to be that. Um, you know, there's a lot of reading. Um, in the meanwhile, I have my own little personal fitness business um, that I do. I have about 10 or 12 clients that I train. Brian mm -hmm. Lara is actually one of my clients you know, that we yeah, yeah, yeah. that I train one-on-one -on -one with. And, yeah. You know, I love it. I love fitness. I love wellness. So, so that's my biggest passion, brother. I love, we live on an island. It's always hot. It's always beach, beach life. Yeah. And you just want to look fit. You always want to eat clean. And you just want to be an awesome human being in terms of holistically from inside out. So I love fitness. That's from the, the military um, mindset that I always had. So I knew I had to go into it. Um, I still love commentary. But commentary is a situation that, um, you know, is like pick and choose. The people pick who they like. And, and, and it goes it goes like that. So once once I get the opportunity to do my my, 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 my commentary, that is a bonus. But my passion really is fitness and, and wellness. That's awesome, awesome, awesome to hear. Maybe uh, maybe in future you could uh, I could you could write me a fitness plan or something like that. That would be that'd be awesome. I would love to get over to Barbados for a holiday. And then, you know, no problem. Actually, actually I'm going to send you, when we're finished, I'll send you a, a little small program that you can do at home to stay straight. Yeah, that, that, would be, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. So Look, that's Gino, two things i got to send for you. That's two things. So you've got to send me the article and that I'm going to check out for the movie. Listen, I would love to stay in touch with you. If you can maybe give me some introductions to some other, some other guys, this is what I'm looking to do. I'm also keen to get into commentary with the Scottish cricket team moving forward. So, you know, I would love to stay in touch with you, man. Honestly, You've been absolutely fantastic. You're such a genuine guy. Um, the Caribbean has got some some great people. You're, you yeah, know, Darren Sammy episode. Darren Sammy episode came out recently. People loved him. He was an old teammate of mine, legend. You've been you've been equally box office man. And uh, listen, you go and enjoy the rest of your day. I hope the weather changes and you get some Glasgow weather. Um, and thanks <laughs> again, Tino man. Thanks again. It's, it's, it's my pleasure, brother, and, and this is what we got to do. We've got to spread love in our cricket community and also our community as well. And, you know, just show Bradley love to each and everybody. And, you know, at the end of the day, I've been given a brilliant opportunity to don the maroon cap and play for West Indies. And if, I could, if my story can help inspire the next generation and inspire anyone that's going on right now. And, you know, finally, keep believing. Keep fighting. Keep believing that you're the greatest you don't have to be the greatest because of stats. You've got mm -hmm. to be the greatest human being that you can be. Peace and love, my brother. And one Peace love. and love. Yes, one my love, brother. brother. Yeah, man. Take Cheers, care, boy. Man. Take care. Yeah, man.